Hello and welcome to This DVT Life. I'm your host, Renee Petrie. Hey everyone, good to be here again. Um, I'm excited because I keep having great feedback. Uh, I'm very happy people are listening in, um, and I hope that you're enjoying the stories. So today, I'm going to share a story about being seen. There's only one thing in the whole world that I hate the most. No, it's not other people, despite what some might say. No, it's actually not knowing, although that's, pr- that's particularly bad. And I do admit I wish I knew all things at once. But actually, it's the act of being seen, of someone seeing right through all the layers of importance or intelligence or charm that I may have built up over the years and saying, aha, there you are. And when they say you, I know it's only me that they're referring to. To understand this fully, let's go back, way back to when there was a time when people didn't see at all. You see, my mom is partially blind. Well, half partially blind, so I guess a quarter. She has a lazy eye and can't see well out of that eye. My brother also inherited the same feature. Me? No. Perfectly round eyes and a perfect green color. But to make matters worse, there's this thing I did. With my perfect green eyes. I looked right into my mother's eyes and took my newborn sharp fingernail and scratched. The other eye. The one that could see. Rendering her blind. Completely. (laughs) For weeks and weeks, she couldn't see. She couldn't see me, the newest addition to the Petrie household. The one person who needed to see me. I scratched her eye and all she remembers is shadows. A form. An empty vessel waiting to be filled. Me. Our inside self is defined by the outside world. You're a girl. You're a drama therapist. You're tall. You're white. You are. You are. You are. Our inside self is defined by our clashing with our outside world. I am a woman. Sort of. I'm a wicked awesome drama therapist. Sort of. I am. I am. I am. Wait. What do you see? A shadow, Renee. All I saw were shadows. I could hear you and smell you, that fresh baby smell, but I couldn't see what you're doing or tell what your face was saying you wanted. Like your brothers, though, you played with my necklace as I held you, and so I knew your hands very well. These hands, these hands that type these very words behind the screen, behind the form of the words, trying to capture what it is I want to say about that experience being seen, Wondering what the other would think and see or what they'd pick up on? Could I maybe arrange it so they would just see what I wanted them to see? My mom knows my hands. Not me. Not my face or perfect green eyes, but my hands. She can touch them and in that small, simple touch, calm my every cell. She can watch them gesticulate and catch them in mid-definition of something probably DVT-related, and the world becomes slow motion as she sees my being behind these hands. My wife loves these hands, too. They hold her, love her, and know her. And you know Susie, that woman who was taking pictures the other day? She said to me, oh yeah, pose like that. You have nice hands. Or fingers. Did she say fingers? 
which reminds me I don't like to wear gloves. I do wear them, but I prefer to wear mittens. They hold everything together, no separation and no revealing. They make a simple form. You know, DVT doesn't have a specific theory or rule around being seen. They don't tell you how to do it. They don't tell you how it should be done. But don't you think they should? We've, had, we've all had some effed up version of this growing up, of how we're all classified by the outside world, of how the inner layers of our lives have come to define us so much so that when we step into the DVT room, we suddenly halt in shame or in fear or in anger or in numbness to know that we are caught, caught in the trap of ourselves. And each layer is stripped away, painfully and painstakingly, And what's revealed underneath is us. Whatever pieces we've glued together, whatever the hottest fad is of late that we've claimed ourselves to be, wherever we are in our developmental, informed or not informed by previous experiences in life, dependent on our viewpoint at the moment, there we be. To my mother, a form, a simple shadow passing through her sight lines. Jean-Paul Sartre says it's impossible to perceive and imagine simultaneously. It's either one or the other. He says we cannot perceive the world and at the same time apprehend a look fastened upon us. So, I can't see my mother looking at me and know what she sees. To perceive is to look at. To imagine or apprehend is to apprehend a look as object in the world, i.e. to be conscious of being looked at. The look which those eyes, blind or not, a manifest is a pure reference to myself. If I'm walking in the woods and I hear the branches rustle behind me, what I automatically apprehend, according to Sartre, is not that there is someone there, but that I am vulnerable. That I have a body which can be hurt, that I occupy a place, and I, that I cannot in any case escape from the space in which I am without defense. In short, I am seen. So why put ourselves through this? Why wake up and be called the Ice Queen, the White Witch, cold-hearted, shy, reserved, rude, a robot, autistic, scary, presumptuous, dangerous? Why wake up in the morning and go through life to be called these things? To be labeled as such? To have one one shard of yourself highlighted and all the other pieces missed? To be seen? To maybe have the chance for the deeper part of yourself, the pieces that blurred together when you were a kid, the part of the kaleidoscope that often confused you as you were in high school, that you try to douse out with all the drugs or sex or whatever was the most key ingredient in the numb cocktail. Why step into that space? Why try at all? I think I've come up with the reason. I know, it's very exciting. And I've thought about this for a very long time. I think... If I don't let myself be seen, unseen, scrambled all up and mashed together into some kind of Thanksgiving dinner with gravy plate all full to the brim, oozing over onto the long card table I'm sitting at, if I don't allow this to happen, I miss it. That moment. That moment of you seeing me, seeing you. If I don't let myself be seen, I miss that chance to see you. I have to take this risk that that you're going to get it wrong, and and you will, by the way, because I'm the only one who knows me to the core. To know that you won't see the fullness of me, 
maybe never. Maybe just a tiny sliver of what makes me the person who is standing or sitting or just a voice in your earphones. But I still have that moment, that one fleeting moment where I caught a glimpse. And that, that's worth it. Even if I don't understand it or know it fully, or maybe I'm bang on, I get to see something, something you haven't yet constructed so forcefully to be delivered before Christmas or whatever holiday you may celebrate, if you do celebrate, to your front door. It's not wrapped in the prettiest paper you could find with ribbons and bows, or maybe that's just what I'd wrap myself in, but you know what I mean. It's a raw moment, and it's icky and vulnerable. And in DVT, it happens. A flavor of someone hits your senses and suddenly you're derailed. You aren't yourself and you're not sure what just hit you. It's like a shadow, you know, one that passes through the night. DVT is about these flavors and the mixtures they make, the conversations they have together. Even in that brief fleeting moment of being seen, of catching someone's eye, of feeling being seen yourself, just like that little piece of thread that sticks out of your well-pressed sweater, That, my friends, is DVT. The edges. The parts we work hard to smooth out. DVT is the gloves, not the mittens. It's the space between the gloves and it's the entire hands. It's about exploring each other's bumps and bruises and warts and farts and all that nonsense that makes us us. And finding in the core of it all, love. Love for oneself. Love for the other and all their flaws, and all their perfections, and seeing it with your perfect green eyes. And being in it, despite every fiber in your being telling you it's inaccurate, it's incomplete, it's inexact, and it's intermittent. It's what it's like being with you, an experience. So there you have it, another episode down, and hopefully the conversation's still going strong. Feel free to give me an email at thisdvtlife at gmail.com if you have any comments, questions, or any story ideas. Don't forget to subscribe at your iTunes store. Thanks again for listening. Take care and play on. Mm